production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. You're a monster. What? Mm. I forgot about this, actually. How? Well, for those that have missed it, maybe you notice there hasn't been a podcast for a week. It's because poor old producer Luke's been crook. And do you think we were putting a podcast together? Absolutely not. No. And also, we thought, you know, like, obviously hundreds of thousands of listens on our podcast every day. We'll just make them wait. They'll be hankering for it more. And then this one will get 40 million. Um, Okay, so you probably haven't been here for a little while. The big news is that you're pregnant. You're Mm -hmm. having a kid in August. When are you due? August 11, Chris Epsworth's birthday. Okay. It's weird that you know this stuff. I looked up what celebrities are born on August 11. Would you not? Nah. Because I also wanted to make sure that the child wasn't going to be born on a day that... Yeah. A bad person was born, you know, because oh, if it yeah. was like... Ted Bundy or whatever. Hitler or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hold it in. But just not let it out. Yeah. Right. I'd just be sitting there be like, yeah. miss your contractions. I'd be like, how many more hours? Yeah, right. Wait till midnight. I don't um, want my child to be born on am Bundy I right Day. I'm saying, because I know you had um, like a baby lunch thing yesterday with the girls and my hmm. partner went... She was saying, oh, AB's so convinced it's a girl. Last week you were telling me you were a thousand percent it was a boy. Yeah, Have I know. Changed? I, change all, I change every week. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sticking to the girl theory. That's not why you're a monster. You're a monster because this. I'd already given you an iPhone. <laughs> I gave you a beautiful gift and I said, this is your baby shower. This is your congrats. This is your push present or your cut present. And I said, no more baby gifts till the baby turns one. And yet... Somehow yesterday, I find out my bank account's been approved for a $40 bath bomb and a card <laughs> to go with it. For, I don't I don't even have a bath. It was very nice, but I don't have a bath. Where, where you, you're taking more presents and more money from my household. Lord knows you earn twice as much as I do. Lord knows your family money. Holy shit. Yet I've forked out over $2,000 now for your dumb kid. It is funny, though. We were at this lunch yesterday and your partner, Abby, said... Yeah. Elliot came to me and asked me what I should get AB for her push present. Mm. And she was like, I don't think that's your job to buy her a present for her push present. What do you mean? That's what your husband buys you. Because he's like, hey, thanks for absolutely destroying your body for the sake of our child. See, but I, I appreciate that you also got me one. It's really put Alex under pressure and I'm, I'm here for that. I thought everybody had to. I thought that was a thing. Yeah, Luke, where's your push present I, for I me? Think, I actually think the man the man shouldn't be buying a wife a push present. I think other people should buy the man and the wife push presents because the man did That's just as baby much. baby shower presents. The man never gets anything there. When's a... This is what I don't enjoy during pregnancy. They get pregnancy. the honour of not having to tear apart their downstairs. Yeah, but we would. We would if we could. You know what I mean? Would you we, actually? We Absolutely. You know we would if we could. Okay. If, if it was physically possible for men to give birth, I guarantee 50% of relationships at least, you'd have a man doing it. So you'd put your legs in the stirrups? Yep. And tear like I mean I don't want to, but if I was you were desperate for a kid, right? And mm. Alex is desperate for a kid. If the option was there, he would have shot it out of his pupper. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that for you. Yeah, yeah, he probably would. If you love the person, of course you would. I would And sh- also there are benefits of being like, Oh, I can't reach them. No, I'm pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, you're I milking it for all stairs. You, you, you Can know, you get my drink for me? You know the no food in meetings rule, but I've just been letting it slide since you come back because you're having a taco bowl every day. And it's just whatever she's I'm going to take that There's to the no next point. level now that you've given me this leeway. Well, I haven't given you leeway. Well, I suppose I have, yeah. 
You just said that. You yeah, let me yeah, get away no, with this. Yeah. Interesting. No, I'm going to go no, home today and no. ponder more suggestions of things I can get I mean, away I'd with. I prefer if you didn't eat during a meeting because at 1 p.m. it's our first meeting of the day, which means you have all morning I to didn't eat prior today. to that. Which I appreciated. No, you only didn't do it today because the big boss is on the meeting. You wanted to look good. So That's you care about way. him and you don't care about us. Is what it, Pretty much, yeah. What I mean, like, like, who pays me? I don't know why I bought you a bath bomb and an iPhone. <laughs> well, I don't have a bath, so how do I do that? Well, I put it in the shower and stomp on the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and see what happens. Anyway, uh, radio show today, obviously we'd normally have producer Luke in with us. He is outside. The poor buggers. He's just shaking his head at us and making rude gestures. Today. Um, but he's he lo- can't speak. He's lost his voice. We, we both had COVID. I think, well, I definitely gave it to him. I will say this. He's the running athlete. I'm who I am. I recall covered a lot faster. What does that say about anything? He's a piece of sh... Um, (laughs) The radio show today, we met Astrid. What a name. You're obsessed with that. Have you never met an Astrid before? No. Luke, have you met an Astrid before? Just not one. One. Yeah. He's pointing to the sky. She's dead or it's just one? She's in heaven. She's up. Oh, Oh, she she is is in heaven. Rest in peace, Astrid. Oh, no, just the one. Okay. (laughs) I met one and she She said... She passed and then the other one got one. Yeah, Astrid actually did have a pretty good story. Uh, She was working with the SES. I think it was her first shifts. Correct. Yeah, she just started. When the cans in front of Queensland floods happened, um, and she's all around the state news-wise at the moment, for a nice story that came out of all of it. Yeah, an incredible washed Mm. up ashore. Yep. That you definitely want to hear. We also had Phil Murphy from the ESPN. The ESPN, not just ESPN, the ESPN. We oh, gosh, Phil I just do what my mum does with the Facebook. No, I do that. I think that's why you do it. Yeah, you yeah. do. And it's become a habit. I don't know who used to do it, but now what I've What does ESPN it. stand for again? Everything Sports Network. Person. I don't. I have no idea. Is it Everything Sports? Oh, I've got no clue. How do we not Luke's know that? Luke's mouthing things. Can you Google it? Entertainment. Oh, God. It's like a voice from the grave. Yeah, Entertainment, was, sports, people network. Astrid. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you killed a bird. It could be your bird talking from the death. We did, I didn't kill it. We asked you to change uh, mine. Didn't you let it out of the cage and it died? Well, I didn't know the other uh, window was open, but yeah, I was, I was like eight at the time. Well, eight is old enough to know not to leave a window open for a bird you just got. Anyway, that's on the show today as well. And a big problem at the Brisbane Broncos, a bunch of scumbags, obviously, because they're fighting in-house. Some horrible footage going round. My club How would dare never... you try and what? turn this... Hey, all we do is have okay, parties okay, in toilets. cubicles. Yeah, we just check in. Are you okay or are you throwing up? Let me give you <laughs> Let a Let me pull your hair back. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Have a wonderful night. We'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Tropical Cyclone Jasper has intensified into a Category 2 system. The Rush Hour family in far north Queensland has been doing it tough. 500 millimetres of rain within 24 hours. The Rush Hour's 42 for flood relief. Let's go take a walk. AB, the countdown is on. Just nine days now until I walk 42 k's in one hit. For a wonderful cause, we are taking your donations via the Triple M website. Head to the Win tab. Find 42 for flood relief because every single dollar donated will go to a business or an individual in need in far north Queensland as they continue to rebuild post-floods from the back end of 2023. And we want to keep telling the stories as well of people from Cairns and the far north because this is ongoing and this one that I stumbled upon is absolutely incredible. It's the story of Astrid and her son Max. She's a brand new SES volunteer. She joins us on the line this afternoon. Astrid, can you tell us what exactly happened? Good afternoon. Uh, yes, I, I graduated from the SES on the Sunday 
and um, on Monday morning I get a little text and from the duty phone and off I go sandbagging. So uh, that was prior to it. And then um, we were sitting here, I put all my furniture up on all the benches, on top of my car, etc., and just watching the water just uh, rising all the time. And so I said to my son, who um, also was missing, you know, gaming with his mates and doing that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, I said, and he was a bit bored. I said, oh, have a look at that. There goes an esky out the front. And so he went out and grabbed the esky. And so we unpacked it all. It was sopping wet and there were uh, photos and like a spiral bound notebook full of, you know, genealogy type of research information in there. So we just tried to sort of dry it out the best we could, but um, I wish I could have done better. I didn't sort of um, know what to do exactly. Like I thought it might re, like they could be around the corner. They could be an older person. I did want to get it out there. The ABC heard of it. They sort of uh, ran a little story on it and through them we found the owner. Okay, so have you had a chance to speak to the owner yourself, Astrid? What's their story? Uh, he was extremely grateful when he'd heard about it. Um, a few of his friends have, you know, sort of went, we think that's you, mate, you know. Sorry, he's part owner of O'Shea's Restaurant in Machen. Oh, yep. Um, and so he sort of, you know, asked someone, do you know this Astrid? So, you know, Jeff three doors down, told him where I lived and he popped around <laughs> and said, thank Classic. you. How, how far did the Esky travel now, have you established? It's come all the way from a shed in Bimbula. So it's actually come all the way down the Coranda Falls, I believe. And probably from there, they say, probably just across the trees because it just turned into a, like a, a big sheet of water rather than a river, you know, beyond that point. So, so that's about mm. 60 k's I'm reading, far out. Mm. What mm-hmm. a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. From someone's farmhouse shed all the way to Tamarind Street, it was about 100 metres before it it went out to sea, probably never to be found again. Well, Astrid, it's a phenomenal story. Aside to that, thank you for the work you're doing with the SES. I know you guys are absolutely off your feet on that night in mm, particular mm. of the flooding. There should be more people like you, mate. We, we loved hearing your story and we really appreciate your time on the Rush Hour today. No problems at all. Thank you very much. Now, we are fortunate to be a real tourism mecca of Australia. A lot of the postcards of Australia, they're pictures of Queensland for a reason. We attract hundreds of thousands of people to our shores every year. Mm. But sometimes as a result, tourists get a little bit confused. They don't necessarily know our ways and they make mistakes. And I witnessed one of these mistakes yesterday. I was in Cardwell, which if anyone hasn't been to before, it's in between Townsville and Cairns. Beautiful coastal town. Uh, Very, very famous for the UFO festival that they have once a year and also a hell of a lot of crocodiles. There was a king tide at the time, so the water was really, really pushed up to the shore. There were a bunch of tourists sitting on the end of a jetty. They had their feet dangling in the water. Uh, A couple of teenage boys, credit to them, they went up to these tourists and said, look, You might not be from here, but it's actually croc infested in there. Probably wouldn't put my feet in as bait. Mm. And the tourists, one of the blokes in the group, turned around to these teenagers and said, oh, we'll be right, mate. You look out for yourselves. We'll look out for us. (laughs) For for anyone that hasn't been that Cardwell jetty, as you said, there was literally a croc attack there only a few years back from a local kid that was trying to actually impress a tourist at the time. There was there's footage of crocs yep. all the time yep. taking animals, unfortunately. Yep. But one triple three five three, you've probably witnessed it. Maybe not necessarily in Queensland. I want your stories of tourists behaving badly. These guys 
without knowledge. Yep. I mean, look, to be fair, there's a lot of Akhtung crocodile signs as you approach said jetty. Huge signs. They were potentially mm. going to be croc bait that day. You know me, any excuse to bag someone from Brisbane. And, and this story. I will say as well, these guys had New South Wales plates at the end. Okay. This tourist from Brisbane, this story is kind of making round the rounds today. Some people are trying to, to sweep it up. Um, it happened on a flight. Can we say the flight company? Yeah, I mean, it's not. Is it the airline's fault? No, no. Yeah, then go for it. Okay, I was on a Jetstar flight this morning. Shock horror. Uh, a bloke from Brisbane visiting Townsville. Uh, my friend was on this flight. Apparently, the guy uh, was told he needs to put his pillow in the the top little locker kind overhead of overhead compartment. Yep, thank you. And just cut sick. Was like, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to do yada yada. Refused to do it. Held up the flight. Didn't take off for about an hour because of it. And then when the plane had to land, same thing. Like the police and whatever had to come and yarn to him. And he held up everyone getting off the plane. Over a pillow. Brisbane flogs. He could have been from somewhere else transferring. I I will not accept that. But one triple three five three. Tourists behaving badly. Yep. They've missed the memo. Could this be overseas as well? It could be anywhere. I mean, we've all seen, unfortunately, Aussies. Bali. In yeah. Europe yeah. Uh, and Bali yeah. and whatnot. You've got your stories. Give yeah. us a call. one triple three five three. We're going to go to Conway Beach first. Uh, Brian, can you tell us your story of tourists behaving badly? Yeah, I was just cruising down the beach with my young fella on my tractor one day and I uh, looked at there's um, two older fellas and they got a young fella trying to the mouth so, of the river. And we heard about croc fights there recently, Brian, so I'm assuming it's always been relatively croc-filled. Yeah, there's a decent one that sleeps around on the corner yeah. there. Quite <laughs> surfing. I, yeah. I actually went over and told them that oh, I wouldn't really be out there. They're yep. up to like their chest height. And then they just looked at me and said, ignorant as bliss. I said, okay, Marty, and I turned around and I left them to it. I mean, they're not ignorant anymore. You've told them. They know now. Bloody hell. I just, story. I don't understand. Proserpine River is not even picturesque. Let's be honest. Like, it's a lovely spot to go. You can go fishing, all yada, yada, yada. It's but windy, if, though. If you're going kite surfing for the sake of the beauty around you, you're not doing it in the muddy waters of the Proserpine River. I just think people are underestimating crocodiles. That's no, the vibe no, no. we're getting so far. I think far. people are idiots. Paul <laughs> is in Cairns. Tourists behaving badly. Am I right in saying you got a croc story too? Oh, I have indeed. Go on. Uh, I was heading through Lakefield. It was about two years ago, about midnight, and we're just flicking lures and that, going for the Barramundi, and we come to a saltwater crossing, which is up near Marina Plains, the top of Lakefield, and found... Uh, Two American tourists with their kids swimming in saltwater crossing at midnight. <laughs> and we pulled up on the causeway and said, guys, this is crocodile infested waters. And he goes, what, are you trying to scare my kids? So we put put the torch on the opposite bank and there was a 16-footer laying there. <laughs> Please, oh my Paul, gosh. when you put the torch on the 16-footer, did, did old mate change his tune? He was like Jesus and walked on water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Paul. That's oh, bad. Also, midnight with kids? Okay, that's another matter. Breaking every rule in the water imaginable. Um, Everything is bad at midnight in the water, just an FYI. We're going to Yapoon to wrap this up. Terry's promised we'll love this one. What's your story of tourists behaving badly, mate? Well, it's got nothing to do with crocs. Good. It's got to do with me, uh, me brother's uh, Bucks night yep. back in 86 or 87. I can't remember. His name was Tony. He had a ball and chain. And the boys will know him. I'm not going to say his last name. But right. anyway, we had these two Irishmen who were uh, running amok and picking on people. And he, they, they wouldn't pick on the big fellas, you know. And uh, mm. they, were, they were throwing out of uh, 
the Bumba nightclub was called then. Jan and uh, and Ron used to own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they were they ran around trying to pick fights, and they picked this uh, little spindly bloody Murray lad. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the Murray lad didn't want to fight, but uh, he ended up telling them both up, and uh, he got drinks bought bought for him all night. You know <laughs> they were going to bomb everybody. But uh, and they were decent sized blokes, and yeah. uh, they picked on the wrong little Murray, you yeah. know. And the, he could fight, so uh, tourists behaving badly, you know. These two Irish lads, mate, they thought they'd have this fella, um, and he tailed them up something shocking. There, you know? there is something. Ireland about, doesn't win anything. Uh, there is something about Ireland, Irish, I should say, with a couple of beers, and they the do confidence. feel like they could take on the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised it wasn't them in the water at midnight, wherever that was before, <laughs> true, because true. They although are Americans kind of, yeah. also on brand. Triple M's Rush Hour with. AB and Elliot. The Super Bowl has been run and won. The Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back champions and our man on the ground with ESPN. He's been in Vegas. I assume he parties into the night. Phil Murphy. Hello, mate. <laughs> hey, that's coming up tonight. It's all—it's been all work. Mm. I call it work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still can't believe they pay me to do this. You know, I'm, I'm, see, I'm, I'm chatting to you all. Um, looking at the field at Allegiant Stadium, there's confetti down there, streamers, players, and tears. This is why we cover this all year. This is why we spend four months watching these games and analyzing tape. You want a, a, a game like this on the game's grandest stage. We got it. The Kansas City Chiefs champions again. Phil, as you know, there are two types of people in Australia. There's American football nuffies like myself that live and breathe it, and there's people that only care about the halftime show. Uh, <laughs> you, fortunately, were there for all of it. The halftime show, we've had some rippers. Look, Usher's not my kind of thing, but being there live, did it do justice? I, I think it did. Uh, I was uh, you know, co-hosting with Nick Rewalt this week, and yep. he, he was standing next to me for the halftime show. And about a couple minutes in, he kind of looked at me. Now, Nick went to U2 at the Sphere last night. So that's, that's a bar that's tough to clear. <laughs> and Nick kind of made this face, you know, somewhere around the, I don't know, late 90s catalog of Usher's chronological walk through his three decades of you know, winning eight Grammys. And he made this face like, no, this isn't, this isn't that good. And then by the time we got to the confessions area, you know, little John and everybody coming out there, uh, Rui changed his tune, as did I. That was the, 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 the latter half of that halftime performance was pretty epic. Yeah, definitely grew on me towards the end. Now, I'd love to know your perspective, Phil. Lots of chatter about Travis Kelsey and his coach, Andy Reid, having a bit of a heated moment. There was a bit of a shove. Obviously, Travis trying to negotiate his way back onto the field. What are your thoughts? You know, in, in the moment, it was, it was eye-opening. I didn't see it live because we're just, you know, watching 100-yard by 55-yard field. But you know, you start to hear the chatter on the broadcast. I had uh, Chris Fowler, Dan Orlowski, and Lewis Riddick on the call. What a, what a terrific job they did calling that game. Yeah. Uh, and I hear them talking about it. And then you see the replay on adjacent cameras and such. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this, this, this could be the Chiefs unraveling. They didn't. And on the field post game, you would never have known there was any physical contact between player and coach. I, it's, I think it's a story now because, you know, everybody sees it and they're wondering what's going to happen here. I think in a couple of days' time, it'll be a non-story. It'll be handled in-house. It'll be discussed. It'll be dismissed. And today will be remembered for another touchstone performance of Patrick Mahomes, which when we watch the game back in high, it's back like, oh, yeah, I just totally forgot. Kelsey bumped Reed. And that's just, but that's just the kind of, you know, honestly, leader Andy Reed is and the trust he's earned from his players that, you know, these kind of things kind of uh, get swept under. Now, Phil, I wish we had a better ending for this bloke. We've actually never had an Aussie win a Super Bowl. That opportunity was there today for Mitch Wisnowski, for those that aren't aware. He was the punter. Literally gets paid a couple of million dollars a year to to kick a ball. Again, watching it, that game flies by. Am I right in saying he was one of the better players for San Fran? Oh, he was magnificent. 
um, Mitch Wisnowski came out and the first punt he had, you know, traveled what 54 yards in the air. And then the second one, 51 yards in the air. And then he pinned uh, the Kansas city offense inside the two yard line. I mean, he was kicking for power, kicking for um, direction. And he is why I think the Australian pipeline is going to get broader, not more narrow for punters coming here to the U S I know he's disappointed in the locker room, yep. but as I was sitting there preparing my post game questions for each team, my first question to Mitch is, Hey, not only are you the first Australian to win a Super Bowl on the field, you played really well. I mean, you were part of this this win. Unfortunately, you don't get the chance to ask that question. But I think once the orig- the initial pain of losing a second Super Bowl fades, he can look back on his performance with a lot of pride. Yeah, he was outstanding. Jeez, he's a bloody handsome rooster too. He's raising the bar for the rest of us Aussie blokes. <laughs> Phil Murphy, a thousand and one radio interviews right throughout the day into the night. You're a superstar, mate. We always love your time from ESPN. Glad you had a great time in Vegas, mate. We'll chat again this time next year. Sounds perfect. Chat again soon. <laughs> 2024 AB is a year where I'm trying to do something more, and that's admit when I was wrong about something. And with, there's been you've done that twice in the last week. What were the others? I can't even remember. Okay. I think I was so gobsmacked yeah. that I yeah. just passed yeah. out and deleted it from memory. But it was wild the yeah. first time it happened. I'm shocked mm. that we're here again. Yeah, well, make it thrice because I was I was so wrong about this for the longest time. I've been a smasher and basher of reality TV shows, in particular dating shows. I just I think they're horrendous. I've never done a married at first sight interview in my radio life, and I hang my hat on that because I so many dweebs have. do. Yeah, and now I don't have to. It's great. Um. However, I have since learnt that not all dating shows are the devil, and I know I'm years and years late on this one, but it's the first time I'd watched it over the weekend because it's on ABC, but I saw it on Netflix. Dating Uh, Naked? (laughs) X on the Beach? No, no. No, I, I finally watched Love on the Spectrum. Oh yeah, which, which it, for those best. I think I'm the only person in Queensland that hasn't seen it. But if there's someone else out there, uh, you know, it, it is as it sounds. A lot of different people on the spectrum. Also, uh, there's some people with Down syndrome on it, that kind of thing as well, trying to enter the dating world. It is a beautiful show for a number of reasons. Now. One thing that I do love about it is the honesty of these people. I watched an episode on the weekend, and it was a young girl going on her first date. She's a lesbian, and she was um, she went on a date with another girl. It looked like it was going great. They're having this amazing time, and, and they were flirting properly. She, and then at the end of the date, um, the woman that she went on a date with said, oh, I'd love to do this again. And she said, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> and I just, I wish, I wish the regular dating world was exactly I that. I know, because honestly, what would yeah. hurt more? Yeah. Being told in that moment, mm. like, it's brutal, yes, yeah. by all means. But it's yeah. so much worse when yeah. they say, oh, yeah, and then never respond in the end or, or organise a second date. That hurts more. Just tell people up front. The honesty is so refreshing. Another bloke broke up with a girl and just straight up, I don't want to see you anymore. Doesn't mean that I don't think you're a nice person. The end. I mean, if the dating world all around was more like this, dead set, people would move on quicker and find the person they're meant to be with. Well, that's why people who have a child in their life who's on the spectrum always say that life is more fulfilling. Yep. Because they fill their life with the joy, the honesty, yep. the fun, yep. the you, openness. You, I can, you can totally see it on that show. You know you're getting fat because they'll tell you. It, it's <laughs> it's a wonderfully honest show and there's some beautiful storylines too. again. I assume I'm probably the last person in the state to watch it. But if you haven't seen it yet, even if you don't like reality TV and whatever, it changed my outlook on it's a lot of things. Love on the spectrum. Yeah, I, I know it's on Netflix. I think it's on ABC as well. It's Yeah, one of the free. It is so damn good. 
I need you to change my mind or tell me I'm being reasonable, Queensland. One triple three five three is the phone number. Because I live with an unreasonable woman. She's wonderful in many ways. She's, she's, she's kind. She's beautiful. She's got a great personality. <laughs> Uh, the way you grabbed the air when you said personality I just want to really grab personality. sold it. Anyway, she has dumb ideas sometimes, and, and the latest one I, I don't get. We already have two beautiful dogs. One of them is going in for surgery tomorrow, which is going to cost us $10,000 to sort her knee. Awesome. Can't wait for that. So in my mind, considering we haven't even bought a home and been real adults yet, it's not a good idea to add to our family. I'm not talking about a child. I was about to say. But no Were you chance. Inspired by Hell me? no. We could have, they could be no, best friends stop like it. us. Stop it. No. She wants a bird and she's wanted a oh. bird for the, the longest time. Queensland, one triple three five three, change my mind on birds because I think they're a worse pet than cats, and don't get me started on cats. I don't understand birds. They're loud, they make noise, they smell, their shelf life isn't great anyway. It's like a dog serves its purpose, right? They cuddle up to you and they're a great companion, yada yada. A bird just sits on your shoulder and excuse my French, shits. That's all it does. I'm a little bit on the fence, right. mainly because when I was a child, I also wanted a bird, okay. and I got a bird for my birthday, yep. and it didn't end well. <laughs> what do you mean? So I asked for this bird. My parents were so beautiful. Like, they put the cage in my room and everything, and when mm. I woke up, I heard the little chirp. I named it, whatnot. I opened the bird cage to get the bird out, give it a little pat. It flew straight out the window. <laughs> oh. Um. We had a pool underneath mm. the house, and my dad only admitted to me recently that the bird didn't actually fly away. Oh, it, it went south. It went south. <laughs> had a long swim. But straight away, they were like, oh, <laughs> he saw one of his brothers, and he flew back oh, to the family. They were doing some deep diving, so Whistler. you could hold their breath the I longest. had him for less than two hours right. on my birthday. Okay. one. So I, I, I see why she wants one. I think they'd be great. I just never got to be that parent. <laughs> I'm not concerned about that because I'm a good person and I look after things. Oh. But one triple three five three changed my mind on birds. I more just don't see their purpose. I get dogs. I make fun of cats, but I get cats because I suppose they're not that dissimilar to dogs anyway. They're cuddly and whatever, and people do enjoy them. Birds for me, why would I want a cockatiel? Why, d- you could teach it to say things. Why I don't want I don't, smart ass comments. You could bring it around on your Annabelle, shoulder. I don't like it when humans talk to me. Why would I want my pet to talk to me? One triple three five three Queensland. Over to you. Change my mind on birds. We'll go to Jenny first on one triple three five three. Which side of the fence do you sit on, Jenny? Oh, I'm pro. Absolutely. I've got a twenty year old, about twenty year old cockatiel who grew up with the kids. His name's Pearly, and he whistles home among the gum trees. That's um, pretty cute. He's awesome. Very Aussie, Aussie song. Yeah. yeah, he's a trooper. Um, Jenny, let, let me give you this. Um, my favourite song ever is actually by the Beatles. It's called While My Guitar Gently Weeps. If I had a bird that whistled that song 20 times a day for 20 years, I would hate that song. <laughs> Surely Home Among the Gum Trees is annoying by now. No, because he doesn't do it continually all day long. He just seems to do it at the most appropriate moments when you're really enjoying it. Right, okay. You could teach him different songs, to be fair. I mean, that bird's 20 years. You've got some time. Why would you assume that I'm going to get a male bird? (laughs) I could could get a female. Okay, sorry, just based on Jenny's bird. I don't don't want Jenny's bird. I get my own bird. I don't want any birds. But if I got a bird, it would be a girl. 
All right. And what song would you teach I it? I think you're going to have a girl when you pop your baby out, by the way. It's my prediction. One triple three five three. Karen in Bloomsbury joins us now. Pro, anti-bird, what are your thoughts here? Okay, Elliot, this mm. may come as a shock, yes. but it's not all about you. Say that again. <laughs> a little bit slower for me. It's not all about you. It's about That doesn't compute, but That's keep going. That's the first time anyone's told him that, Karen. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Keep going. It's about keeping your partner happy. Mm. So suck it up and be glad it's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Karen. <laughs> no, no, he just you, ended on that. Karen you, just, no, 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 Karen no. just mic dropped okay. you. Thanks for the call, Karen. She says it's not all about me. When is it about me? What do I get Too in a relationship? Much, all the time. The dogs weren't my choice to start. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I love get. them. That was someone else's choice, and it wasn't me. So yeah, it's they the other were the person. best ones. So. They're, they're great, but I'm just saying surely I get next choice. All right, we'll go to mm. someone who's a little bit 50-50, I right. reckon. Chloe in Cairns, where do you sit? Yeah, pretty much 50-50, mm. maybe a little bit against, because I don't really like birds in cages. Oh, and yep. Elliot, though, yep. if you get a female bird, mm. they'll probably be in love with you and you'll have to, your partner will have to watch out. Are you trying to say, Chloe, that most <sighs> women fall in love that. with me that spend time with me? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> I love it. Who got Chloe? Chloe, oh, what the hell? Chloe. Chloe, she's great. Spend 10 Chloe minutes says, with this bloke. Honestly, you'll feel bird. differently. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that, honestly. From Karen to Chloe, I feel sick, I've honestly. Been, uh, Chloe, it is all about me. You're right. I've started 2024 lethargic. You know what I mean? I'm going through the motions, and then Chloe has just lift me up onto this cloud I didn't know existed. I'm back, baby. Because but, birds and, and might I'll have a crush what, on you. Flicking oh Abby, and it's Chloe and Elliot, 2024. Let's go. <laughs> This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. AB, I tell you what, it's been the most boring NRL off-season in history. No scandals, <laughs> no one winging in each other's mouths, anything fun. That is until now. Your beloved Brisbane Broncos relishing are in, this. in trouble. Joining us now from Team Triple M and Channel 9 as well, Ben Dobbin. What's going on? Who's punched on? Who's getting fired? What's happening? Elliot, AB, uh, very good afternoon. I can't even script this. So today, to give everybody a bit of background, um, they had the Broncos had their fan day yesterday. Um, they all went out into the valley for uh, an afternoon of, uh, I suppose, just to let off a few bit of steam. They've got a big week this week there in Mackay against. Uh, they take on the Cowboys and then they head to Vegas for round one against the Roosters. Around 9:30 last night. Um, they were evicted from a pub called Maya Mexican. Uh, Pat Carrigan, um, Adam Reynolds and Corey Oates have ended up in a scuffle um, and it, it's not a good look. Uh, I've spoken to Adam Reynolds um, who claimed that he just said, mate, we we're trying to get Carrigan into a cab. Um, Carrigan obviously was in... Uh, a pretty ordinary state from the look of the video that has been released. And from there, um, it's escalated. Um, players rang their welfare officer and Adam Walsh uh, almost immediately. The Broncos were called in this morning. I've spoken to Kevin Walters. He's absolutely furious. The integrity unit has now been informed. So there is an investigation underway. Kevy was just so annoyed that they've got two weeks out from the season starting and this happens. Look, mm. it's young blokes. Fit, healthy young blokes with a bit of grog and letting off a bit of steam. And there wasn't any punches thrown, but there certainly was a scuffle um, outside an establishment and the police will have asked these players to move on. But that, that is all fact. 
this is my concern. I mean, I like these videos sometimes emerge of different players and different teams. It's frightening as a Broncos fan when it is people in the leadership group in particular. Well, it's the vice captain and the captain. Yes. It's the captain and the vice captain. Yeah. The captain trying to get the vice captain to go home. And can I just say, can I just say, Corey Oates and Reese Walsh are the two players who are trying to stop it. That's <laughs> off that's, the Reese Walsh. That's, that's off I, the Reese Walsh. That's what I was going to say. It did look like in the video that Corey Oates was coming in from the side trying to defuse. 100% he was. Yeah, yeah okay. 100% he was. And Reese Walsh. Um, but I can <sighs> tell you that the Broncos are filthy on this. They've just released a statement as usual, but I've spoken to Dave Donahue, I've spoken to Kevy, I've spoken to Adam Reynolds today, all of them really disappointed and annoyed and upset with the whole situation. Just quick two-parter to finish your, your here, Dobbo. First up, is there a chance that Reynolds loses his captaincy over this? And second of all, I know he's a mate of yours. Did you speak to him about picking on someone a bit smaller? Because dead set, I know you say he's getting into a cab. Bloody Pat Carrigan's eight foot tall, 150 <laughs> kilos. Adam's not even half can that. I just say, can yeah. I just say, yes. uh, Adam Reynolds has no chance of losing Losing his and the rocky right, music okay. comes up. Yeah. Um, Adam Reynolds is no <laughs> chance yeah. of losing his captaincy. Yeah. Um, Pat Carrigan isn't either. That they've they've been read the right act by the case this morning. Um, but it's business as usual. Watch out, Cowboys. They're coming to Mackay. So even the first grade players will be going to Mackay. Hundred percent. Yeah. They'll, 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 all the the top players will play Mackay this weekend. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're actually going to be calling that game on Triple M. So you go. Who, who posted the video? Uh, do we know oh, who, which Derek did that? Some scumbag. Some, well, someone from Channel 7? Well, let's be careful. Yeah. Let's be careful um, who it was. It was obviously some onlookers who were there who have filmed it. I mean, they're in a public place. If you're yeah. going to scrap on, yeah. scrap on at home. Don't oh, scrap on But you're on an idiot to film it, Dobbo. I know you can't yeah. give opinion, but you're an idiot to film it then post it on social well, media. Well, that's anyway. just the world we're in, mate. That's what Very we're true. In, All right, more on Channel 9 tonight with Ben Dobbin and the team from Triple M as well. Appreciate your time, mate, and clearing that one up. Thank you. Good on you guys. I don't want to keep flogging this, but obviously last week I announced I'm pregnant. Yay, we're having a baby in August. The best. Flog away. Anyway, (laughs) you have to wait a really long time in pregnancy before you can tell people. Some people choose to do it a bit earlier. I personally waited till we were over that hunch of any concern with the baby to be able to tell the public so that I felt safe. Which was tough for you because you are a huge jabber. Um, Made particularly tough by the fact that I got exposed by social media. Right. Now, I was about six weeks pregnant. I was on the holidays. I had a lot of questions about pregnancy, the baby, everything. I wanted to feel supported. So I I did a little search. One of my friends suggested to me that I join a Facebook group. There's dedicated ones in Australia to which month you're due, which state you're in, and whatnot. They're very specific. They have a small amount of people, and you all sort of support each other, ask questions, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I jumped online, typed in August 2024 babies. Queensland joined. Join the group. There was a lot of posts which were really helpful. Uh, hang on. The page is called August 2024 Babies. Yeah. Babies expecting 2024 or August, whatever. Okay. Anyway, joined it. There's a lot of posts which are really helpful. People will be like, oh, what pram are you getting? What crib or whatever? One post popped up and I liked it. And I immediately received a message in my inbox yeah. from a listener. And she said, oh, my God, are you pregnant? <laughs> I was like... Um, nope. <laughs> hey, what? She said, oh, I'm in the August 2024 pregnancy group. I just noticed that you liked a post. So she's preggers as well. She's also preggers. Right. So she found out that I was pregnant five weeks because I liked a post in a private group. What'd you say? 
I admitted to her, I said, look, I am, but I'm obviously not Good telling anyone up. yet yeah. at the moment. Let's just be quiet about it. I had to make some bloody deals with that woman to <laughs> keep it on the deal that I don't want to ever speak of but, again. That's where all the movie tickets went. Yes. Yeah. That's why we don't have any prizes for this show <laughs> for going forward. Months, yeah. I had 10 more weeks to make up for it, okay? This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.